0: Let us know tonight in Revelation chapter 3. First five verses in the chapter. Words of our Lord, and unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he, that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief. And thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names even in sorrow which have not defiled their garments. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Note here that the Lord says that they have a name that they live, but they are dead. Pitiful situation when we look, church, at start, But we find despite this, that he says there are those that can overcome, that he will not blot out these names out of the book of life. In our lesson tonight, I want us to know the absolute necessity of having our names written in the book of life. I would like for us to know primarily in the book of Revelation some references to the book of life and note the ways in which the book of life is mentioned in the scriptures. But first of all tonight, I'd like for us to get out of the Book of Revelation, go back to Philippians chapter four, and we can see there that there is a book of life. Note in Philippians four at verse three, Paul said, "And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labour with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with." other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Now we see here in the first century that Paul says that there were those that were fellow laborers, and their names were written in the book of life. I think that we can see from the beginning of this, the Christian age without a doubt. As we look at the church here at Philippi, at this very moment tonight, there is a book of life in heaven. As a matter of fact, you go back to Luke chapter 10 at verse 20. And after the twelve came back off the limited commission and they were amazed, at the power that they had over the devils, we find that the Lord said that your names are written in heaven. There are names written in heaven. There are names that are written in the book of life. Let me ask you, is your name there tonight? John tells us in 1 John chapter 2 at verse 3 that we can know that we have a proper relationship with God. By knowing that we have a proper relationship with God, we can know without a doubt that our names are written in the book of life. John said, and hereby we do know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. Here's a Franklin Count special when he would say, We can know that we know that we know Him. And that's exactly what John is saying here. There are those today that will say that I hope I'm a Christian. I hope that I'm living right. John tells us in 1 John 2, 3 that we can know that we know Him. We can know that we're in the right relationship with God if we simply keep His commandments. I like that great hymn. My name is in the book of life, O bless the name of Jesus. I rise above all doubt and strife and read my title clear. My name once stood with sinners lost and bore a painful record, but by His blood the Savior crossed and placed it on His robe. Yet inward trouble often cast a shadow o'er my time. But now with full salvation blessed, praise God, it's ever clear. While others climb through worldly strife to carve a name of honor, high up in heaven's book of life, my name is written there. I know, I truly know, I know my name is there. I know my name is there. My name is written there. Oh, one of my favorites. I know my name is written there. Number one, there is a book of life. Is your name written in that book tonight? But now then, the next point, we might ought to save this one to the last, but we ask the question, when will this book be opened? Note as we turn at this time to Revelation 20, verses 12 through 15. John says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Why, as we read here in Revelation 20 at verse 12, we can see very plainly at the judgment. When we stand face to face with our Lord and Savior in judgment, the book, of life will be open. We must understand what life is all about and recognize that at the very longest we live for a short while here (laughs) upon this earth. And then as is indicated in Hebrews 9 verse 27 it is appointed unto men once to die and after this, the judgment. And then note in Second Corinthians five at verse ten, Paul says, "For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that which he hath done, whether it be great or good or bad. There is." Coming, a day of judgment. The book of life will be opened at that time. I like this here when it says the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life. But I wonder if this does not relate to What Jesus had to say in John chapter 12 at verse 48. Where he said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word hath one that judgeth him. That word shall judge him in the last day. If not, why not? Oh yes, the book of life will be opened. Will our name be there? But then, take into consideration, he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word, hath one that judgeth him. He tells us when it's coming. No doubt, he's referring. To the great judgment day. Oh, we talk about so many things so many times. And I don't believe that you'll find a more arresting thought in all the scriptures than Revelation 20 at verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Here is what John saw, and that is the picture of the final judgment. Things that are not written in the book of life, these will be into the lake of fire. That's a sad picture that's given in Matthew twenty-five forty-six, where Jesus says to some, He was saying, "These shall go away into everlasting destruction." And here it is in Revelation twenty, at verse fifteen. Now then, let us note not only whose name will be there, but whose name will not be found in the book of life. With everything that we've noted tonight and things we've been studying thus far in the week, I think that everyone in the congregation tonight would agree that those that refuse to become Christians Their names will not be found in the book of life. Just as simple as it can be, Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Faith, number one. And then we take repentance. Acts 17, 30, as Paul was standing there on Mars Hill. The times of this ignorance God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. And then we have the opportunity to make that good confession that Peter made. That that Ethiopian made in Acts chapter 8 at verse 37. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then. Realizing that we're lost and that that sacrifice was made for us. Have the opportunity of being baptized in the cross. Repent and be baptized. Acts 2 verse 38. And now why tarriest thou? Rise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. Calling on the name of the Lord, Acts 22, 16. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. 1 Peter 3, verse 21. Those who do not obey the gospel. Names will not be found in the book of life. Friends, we need to all pause at this time and recognize the extent of God's love and that His love has been extended to all of us. First John 4, verse 19, John again said, We love Him because He first loved us. Only one thing for us to do in turn, and that is to be obedient unto the gospel of Christ. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Hebrews 5, 8 and 9. Jesus stated it very plainly. John chapter 14 at verse 15 when he said, If you love me, keep my commandment. Only one thing to do, and I appreciated the comments of Brother Collins in the prayer tonight, that is to accept the pure, unadulterated Word of God. Let us not try to change it, Alter it, tamper with it in any way. Revelation 22, 18, 19. Note again. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. We must obey the gospel. We have the assurance That our names are added to the book of life. Note again as we go back to Revelation 3. Here the church at Sardis find that Jesus said, I know thy works, thou hast the name that thou livest, and art dead. No doubt these people, just like those in Laodicea, they did not recognize that they were there. Just as I was telling some today. One of those good brethren years ago out there in Antioch, as we spent the night with them on Saturday night before preaching Sunday morning, 5.30, we were up with the man, he goes out he's chicken farmer, and he grabs a fryer about ready to be sold out of the chicken house, gets out there and rings his neck and the old chicken, he laying there giving it that. And the little old boy said, Daddy, get your gun, shoot him, he's not dead. The daddy stated, just as the Lord stating it here said, he's dead, but he don't know it. And uh, that was about the condition. Of these people here. They were dead. But they didn't know it. Now I hope everybody will listen to this. I know that we've all been there and done that when it comes to this matter of talking about my brethren. And you know it's a lot easier for me to find things wrong with others than with myself. And sometimes we even come to this point by our talking, that it seems like that we're just going to, well, we've got these people consigned to a devil's hell. And because they are what they are, then we're just going to go there with them. But I really believe this is a unique situation that we have here in Sarge. Now, he said this this thing just about dead all over. Now, they may not know it. And when you look at this, there's just not much hope here in Sardis. But it picks up a little bit when we get to verse 4. He says, Thou hast a few names. Now, note here. I like the way he speaks. I can understand this. Even in Sardis which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. There are a few, even in Sardis, despite the condition that exists there, that haven't defiled their garments. Now note verse 5. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Can you not see what's coming to the majority of these people here in Sardis? The writer says that if their names are still in the book of life, chances are they're going to be blotted out. But he said, if you'll turn things around and make your life right, your names will not be blotted out. But there are those that they've been faithful, they've been faithful, they've been faithful, and then they begin to weep. And how sad it is to see these drop by the wayside later in life, even sometime. And the way he's speaking here, those that go so far and then quit, their names will be blotted out of the book of life. Now, let us note as we jump over to Revelation 21, the very last verse here in this chapter, we see that our names must be in the book of life to go to heaven. John says, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Anything that defileth will not enter in. But note here, he says, there are those whose names are written in the book of life. He says, These people are going to heaven. I know the majority of you older people know Brother Olin Wormack. Someone gave me a report just uh Friday afternoon before I left come down here about Olin that he's doing well right now and I was so glad to hear that. He worked with us so many years in camp and he got Brother Pete Hogue to come and uh go to camp. And brother brother Pete was a great gospel preacher and a good, gentle New Testament Christian about like Brother Warmack, uh, We'd put him down there with a, about 5th grade boys. And Brother Pete would just about get on your nerves. But uh, he'd come about Monday afternoon and he said, Travis, I've got a problem. I've got a problem. And I'd say, what is that, Brother Pete? And he said that I've got a group of boys that They don't care if they go to heaven or not. And I came to find out after he came to camp about ten years that all he did when he sat in with this group of fifth grade boys was that he tried to get this mindset in these boys that above everything else in life, they wanted to go to heaven. And do you know what? He would come back sometime on Wednesday, and he would say, I'm concerned about these folks. But without faith, sometime earlier, but most of the time, at least by Thursday afternoon, he had come with a smile on his face, and he would say, Travis, I've got a group of boys that want to go to hell. Now, you think that's just oversimplified. Well, I'll tell you, if we had a group of people right here tonight just wanted to go to heaven, now, wouldn't that solve a lot of problems? We just want to go to heaven. Ah, that great hymn. My name is in the book of life. Can you sing it? If you can't, doesn't it tell you something? Now then again, let me ask you, is there anyone in this congregation tonight? That doesn't want to go to heaven. Heaven, looking at this outline, she said that you need to finish this thing. But think of this. As the book of life. Maybe your spouse's name that's there. Your children's names may be there. But then a name may be missing. Could that be your Just recently Vanita had me running around different things. She was born back there in the Bronze Age with some of the rest of us and I don't know why, the only person ever been born in Marion County. They didn't get a birth certificate on. And she was wanting to draw a little bit from Uncle Sam, some other people and you gotta have proof of uh birth. And we got this document, this document, and this document. And I was going down to the Etowah County Courthouse because we lived there in days gone by. And somebody said, well, if you can get a copy of the voter registration, uh, that'll do. Uh, that'll help. That'll be one of the five documents that'll get you in. So I got my other business taken care of. And I asked him, what about this voter registration? We voted here years ago, after we got out of school, they said, go right around the corner. They'll fix you up. And I went in there, and uh, boy, here, here we go, here we go. Travis Inn and Benita W. Connor, 3420 Western Avenue. Good deal, good deal. We can give you a card of registration. Let's go over here to this other place. And they said, your names have been purged. Well, that was 1960. <laughs> we hadn't voted in Nettlewell County, you know. and But, hey, just because name was purged from the voter list, man, I blessed and blushed. Can you imagine? The Lamb's Book of Life. I know my name is there. Mm. Something to think about. A couple of years ago, you may remember the plane going down over in Paris. The last words were, too late, no time, no. This was recorded on the cockpit voice recorder of this French Concorde supersonic jet airplane that crashed in Paris. Killing all on board and several on the ground, there were 113 that died. On takeoff, the plane had hit a piece of metal on the runway that punctured The tire flew apart and hit an engine and fuel tank on the plane, causing an explosive fire that brought the plane down only 90 seconds into its flight. When made aware of the emergency situation, observing what was going on, the pilot said very calmly that he would land at a nearby airport. However, just a few seconds later, he came back and said, Too late. No time. No. And that was it. Then there was silence. You know, one can only imagine the horror of all these passengers. Those people that saw that fireball coming to the ground and knowing that they were going to be consumed. And their eternal destiny was sealed. Are you in the number tonight? You cannot say for sure. I know my name is in the book of life. I've been reminded more and more this week of how short life is you're here tonight and you need to render obedience unto the gospel, don't put it off any longer. If you're here knowing that as a Christian, things are not right in your life, do what you need to do to make those things right tonight. You're here, subject to heaven's invitation, why not take that step right now and come giving your life unto him? Won't you come while we stand and say?